guys. Welcome to this week's episode of True Podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm your host, Drea. And today we have a very special guest with us. Her name is Courtney. Courtney, why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself? Hey guys, um, I'm Courtney. I am one of Andrea's older sister's friends. Me and Danielle have been friends since kindergarten. So I think, I think I'm her longest friend and she's definitely my longest friend. 100%. So I've known, (laughs) I've known Andrea for literally her whole life, pretty much. So I've always been around like creeping on the outside of the circle. Let's see. I live in Phoenix now. I've been here for two years. I used to live where Andrea lives in Southern California. Lived there until I was 28 and then moved here. Let's see about myself. I don't know. People like me. I don't really know why. People <laughs> like me. Courtney is definitely like to like vibe off of that point. I feel like you've always been this person that like I'm like whenever I'm with Courtney, there's never like going to be a dull moment. Yeah. But it's also like to that same exact point. I'm just like, oh my God, Court, I can't hang out with you all the time because like it's too much for me to handle. Exhausting. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Perfect example on Saturday, my friend and I went, we went to all you can eat sushi. um, Well, all you can eat sashimi in Tempe. And we're like sitting there just talking, you know, and this guy comes up and he's like talking to me and he's like, um, excuse me. Kid, do you mind if I give you a compliment? And I was like, um, it depends on Maybe. the compliment. That's so weird. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. And he's like, I just want you to know you're really beautiful. Have a great okay. day. And like walked away. And Elise was like, did that just happen? I was like, <laughs> am I on candid camera? Like that never happens to me. That could be a lot worse though. Yeah, it could I, have been I like... told I told Elise my friend that I was with I started on an antidepressant a week and a half ago I was like that's that Lexapro oh (laughs) my gosh yeah that's like that's I mean it's nice it's not like he gave you a weird compliment but no it was really nice there was no expectation or intention there other than to pay a nice compliment and I was like but Elise said the same thing it's never a dull moment with you and I was like yeah it's really not (laughs) there's always Always weird weird stuff always happening sorry everybody (laughs) absolutely but yeah so as Courtney said I feel like we've been having like a lot of my sister's friends on the podcast recently um but it's because it's because like I feel like my sister has like this inability to let go of friends and so as a result from that like she's had friends since like you're pointing out like since kindergarten and so obviously like it's impossible for them not to become my friends so like yeah the way you introduced yourself like I'm Andrea's older sister's friend but it's just like you're my friend too Court. But yeah and I am Andrea's friend <laughs> like that's how we know each other is like yeah. you know I've known I came in because of Danielle first and then like we and then you stayed the because hole. of me I'm not <laughs> sure that come for I, the I, Danielle stay for the Andrea <laughs> I've never yeah right I never I don't think I've ever like stated this like out loud before like on the podcast but one like identifier of where like what time period you're from in Dre's life is how you address her absolutely Alex I'm so glad you're saying that well I was because I mean if I say choopy do people know who I'm talking about well yes but that's not that's not even my point either so choopy and Andrea are reserved for people that have known her really before like high school and before yeah and then she became Dre. Yeah. Yeah. Andrea in the beginning of college and then the later half of college it was Dre. Dre. Like yeah. there's a point oh, in time okay, where yeah, we're yeah. just going by Dre. I just go short. I spend so much time around Drea in general because I met her as Drea. Mm-hmm. But since I spend so much time with her in general, I basically call her all of those things except for Chupi. Yeah, that'd be weird if you call yeah, me that. that that's not <laughs> That's not my place to call her that. Like, she's not calling me by, like, my family's, like, childhood nickname for me. So, like, I think that's fair respect. Yeah. But, like, I can't help but sometimes call you Andrea. I feel that. No, I totally like, get that. I, I hang around, like, your sister's friends so often, like, your parents and Wardo. I'm just kind of like, I can't not call you Drea on, Andrea on accident. And I think even Aaron calls you Andrea. He Aaron is weird. Like, I feel like Aaron very rarely actually addresses me as my name unless he's talking about me to somebody else like to each other he never calls me by my name like it's always like babe or like whatever which is really funny because I never call him a pet name I'm always like Aaron I'm so yeah I'm so mean but we need to you know it's funny we always like bag on Aaron on the podcast and like we have yet to have him on as a guest <laughs> hey, I'm all for it I, I don't know join bizarre yeah Fine. But yeah, so for the viewers out there, if you really want to know like what, when Dre met someone, 
Just listen to what they're calling her. Just listen to how they address me. Anyway, that was a good intro. Let's, yeah. uh, before we move into the actual topic of today's podcast, which it's a doozy, guys. So stay tuned. Let's do our really quick week updates. Uh, mm-hmm. Courtney, since you're the guest on the podcast, you want to give us like, how was your, how was your past week? What's going on in your life? Mm, past week was good. I'm on the hunt for a new job. I mean, I still have a job, thankfully, but um, I actually am working like project work and the project's winding down. So it's easier to find a job when you have a job. Mm-hmm. They might want me to stay on doing anti-money laundering stuff, but I, I'm still like putting feelers out there and just seeing like what I can get. So I like right before we um, started recording, I got a call from HR from a job at an investment firm that I it did an interview with last week asking what my salary expectation was. And I said, um, 70 to 75,000, which is like more than I'm making now. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, oh, that sounds good. And I was like, what? You're like, I mean, uh, 90,000. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, oh, 90? I'm just well, like, it's, uh, it's a brand new position that they're creating. And I had an uh, interview last week with the, like, it's a compliance position. So I talked to the, like the compliance director and then now they want me to interview with the CEO. And I feel like that's a really good sign. And it's yeah, basically comes yeah. down to like, does the CEO think your personality is a good fit with the company? So for um, those who don't know, which would be me, what area are you in <laughs> in your like job? Like what, what do you do? Because I'm just like, I'm hearing like some finance stuff. and just like, what do you so, do? So I mean, my career is kind of all over the place. My first big girl job was at the FBI. Um, oh, so I'm talking about FBI Courtney. I'm FBI Courtney. Am I allowed to talk about that on the podcast? I don't know. Um, <laughs> nobody listens to this podcast you could say whatever you want <laughs> so um I worked at the FBI I worked there three years almost and then I went and worked um private sector I worked at Amazon doing um I don't think I'm supposed to say what I did at Amazon basically oh. doing um uh it's like a really broad like I didn't realize that I asked such a loaded question I'm so no bad. it's a loaded question <laughs> So, I mean, basically right now I do compliance analysis for okay. um, a consulting company. And so like we have a client that broke the law and owes people money basically. And uh, we, Mike, the company I work for was hired to like help them figure out, you know, what they, what they need to do. Um, right. Okay. To rectify it and how much they owe people. So that's what I'm doing right now. So it's like federal regulatory compliance, which sounds super boring. And I'm not going to lie. It's probably the most boring job I've ever had. And I love it. Oh it's nine God. to five. No <laughs> one's calling me at midnight because someone got blown up and I need to go pick up the evidence because I used to do evidence. And then I was also mobile surveillance with FBI for like a minute. And then I worked on a joint terrorism task force. And then Amazon was like a wild ride because we were responsible for like basically the security of worldwide ops amazon so like working a boring job is oh a cakewalk for me and i'm making the most money i've ever made because it's consulting right and i'm like dope (laughs) i feel like one of like speaking to that point you just made which is like oh you don't get called at midnight to go pick up like evidence one of like the things that has resonated in my brain and will never leave is like back when you're working for the fbi i remember or like maybe even before that, I don't even remember, you were telling me how you had to take like some sort of training course or something where you had to walk into this room with like a cadaver and you were explaining to me the smell and how you almost like passed out from it. And I was like, oh my God. No, that was the FBI. We had to go attend an autopsy. Oh my God. Yeah. That was like gnarly. That was really gnarly. Here's the thing. Is that like, you know, hearing at the beginning of this podcast, oh, Courtney, like like hanging out with no, all the time. No. I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm sitting here hearing all this stuff. I'm just kind of like, that's me? what I'm telling you. That's why I'm like, I can, it's, I love it's totally cool. Out. I love hanging out with Courtney, but like, I can only do it every now and then because like, it's stories like this where I'm just like, Lord in heaven, take the wheel. Well, and it's, that's no, why it's, it's, like, it's, it's that's totally why living cool. a boring life right now is like, chef's kiss for me because. <laughs> like it's so like it's so up here all the time it's nice to just be like chilling normal yeah nine to five living a normal life because my life is so abnormal well I think my whole thing right now is like I've known like some like characters throughout my life and that's cool and like 
I'm not saying this is a bad thing at all about you. I'm definitely not saying that. I just, I've been such a recluse lately that hearing all this, I just immediately got overwhelmed. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's totally fine. It's really interesting that you worked at the FBI and have done all these things. And I'm glad to know that I didn't mishear you earlier when I heard you say money laundering. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. You're like, I had no context no, no, with no, the money laundering. Money like... laundering, not laundering the money. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one, the bookie. <laughs> I'm oh, laundering man. the car wash. <laughs> oh, I know. Breaking Bad. Oh, God. Okay. Right. Well, good anyway. luck. Anyway. <laughs> I hope that you get a lot of money at whatever new job you get. Yeah, I know. I'm like, 70000 sounds good to have just like a non-crazy job. Seriously. <laughs> anyway. All right. Thank you for that update, Court. Alex, what's going on with your week? I was telling you a little bit about this, Dre, but... um. My whole cool thing right now that if anyone listened to our video games podcast, this might be of interest because I was decidedly against it before. So I helped my brother. So I have a friend who works at Microsoft and he was able to get my brother one of those, the Xbox Series X, which is like super, super, super sold out right now. Like my brother wasn't anticipating getting one until probably like this summer Mm -hmm. because like you can't find them anywhere. Right. And my, I was talking to my friend about it or whatever. And he's like, oh, you know, I could help you out. And I'm just like, oh, sweet. Thanks, bro. So yeah, um, that finally came in the mail um, at the end of last week. So my brother was just like, oh, hey, like, if you want my old Xbox One, you can have it for, you know, 80 bucks. I'm just like, sweet. Good deal. That's pretty cheap. I don't know what I'd really use it for because I never played Xbox or had an interest in Xbox, but I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, if if anything, like, I feel like even if you don't have an interest in, like, gaming, having gaming systems is so convenient for, like, all the streaming platforms in one one place, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I have a smart TV, so, like, all the streaming Mm. platforms are there already, but it is handy to use as a DVD player because I do have quite a few DVDs. So I'm okay with that. So I set that up last night actually and I was telling Andrea that I was playing online games for like the first time like popular online games because like I have the switch currently so like you could play like Super Smash Brothers which I don't feel like a lot of people are super into right now because Mm -hmm. I think the way that they do the online play sucks yeah because it sucks as a game in general go on silence Silence, you hater. You only hate it because you Fight fall me. off the stage. Okay? Yeah, it sucks. Because you're, you're bad at it. That's why you hate it so much. I'm allowed to okay. not like things I'm not good at. I'm a competitive person. That's fair. Anything I'm bad at sucks. I mean, we all know that Mario Party Online stinks too. Hmm. And then, like, you play Animal Crossing with your friends online, but that's not, you know, something that you need to do for hours and hours and hours. Right. Whatever. So I played uh, Grounded last night with a couple of friends and it was really fun. Although, so it's a survival game. And I realized one, that the Xbox controller is like the exact opposite of a Switch controller, like where the the letter buttons are. Like mm-hmm. literally they flipped them, flipped the A mm-hmm. and the B, flipped the X and the Ys. I was pressing the wrong buttons the whole time. I felt like an old person just like, what, what does this button do? Yeah, sounds about right. Anyway, I was completely useless during that game. I felt really bad. I wasn't pulling my weight as a survivalist in the game. Like, they were, like, crafting, like, all these things. Like, they had bug armor on and whatever. And I'm just like, I have an axe. (laughs) You remind me of, like, do you remember that one meme that was, like, back when we were in, like, either middle school or high school, that, like, Leroy Jenkins meme where, like, do you remember Mm. that? Yeah, it sounds familiar. I mean, it I was can't like, picture it, but it, it was like these, these people playing like either World of Warcraft or like League of Legends and they're all in like a corner like devising a plan. Like they're just like, okay, like such and such is going to flank this way and like I'm going to go get And they're spending all this time like devising this plan and then one person's just like, forget y'all. And he's like, Leroy Jenkins. He just like oh, charges yeah. in and like they're just yeah. like, no! <laughs> he like kills all of them. Basically, I mean, that is definitely kind of what happened to me because like, so the whole thing about this game Grounded is that, like, it's kind of like hun- Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where uh-huh. you're kids and you got shrunk and you're okay. in your backyard trying yeah. to survive. So, like, you're fighting bugs and stuff. And, like, I was fight- I was squaring up with a stink bug on my own and I wasn't prepared for it. My weapons weren't strong enough. And it did its, like, stink attack and it KO'd me. My friend had to, like, run... 
my friend had to run to me to get me to like heal me before I just died but then I died anyway because he, <laughs> he got hit by the stink thing too so anyway yeah. so there was that and then kind of our mine and Dre's shared one which I'll end this with is that we finally watched Hal's Moving Castle Yes, and I will take over from this point, Alex, because that is the beginning of my week update. We I've did try to get her to watch this forever. Yeah, so no, Alex has been trying to get me to watch Howl's Moving Castle for literally like the past five years. And I, it's not that I didn't want to watch it. I just like never had the opportunity to. And then finally she came over this weekend with our friend John and then my sister. And they were all just like, we're going to watch Howl's Moving Castle. And they were like yelling at me. And I was like, fine. So okay, we watched context. It context before we just leave that there and decide that we are all the aggressors here here's the thing is that me and danielle we had both received text messages that this was part of the night was to watch howl's moving castle and then andrea's defense a bunch of people arrived super late like an hour an hour and a half late mm-hmm. like John? yes like yes so how did i know <laughs> anyway I know? so like one thing that we really wanted to do is play the blockbuster game Mm-hmm. so we did that first and then Dre wanted to play video games because that was also supposed to be part of the night but me and Danielle were adamant we're like listen we got told that we're gonna be doing Howl's Moving Castle this must happen we're gonna be so salty if we don't end up doing this tonight anyway we watched it it was cute I liked it uh, I feel like I'm in the know now with like a lot of references like literally that night Danielle was sending me like TikToks about like howl's moving castle fashion and i was like well at least i understand it now (laughs) but it was cute that was fun um i did have a disastrous sunday Mm -hmm. where we were at my mom's house and eating lunch and then we were about to go walk choco and then aaron gets a call from his grandma like via her alexa like you know how like alexa you get phone calls through it like via her Alexa and it's like all like distant and he can't really hear and all he hears is like I fell and we're just like what so we had to rush home find her fallen in her bathroom like head cut open oh no wrist like purple and we're just like so it was like a whole thank god for the Alexa that's right that's exactly why we bought it because like maybe a year or so ago she had fallen we were at home like we were actually like in bed going to sleep and she had fallen in our kitchen and like fallen in such a way where she hit the corner of our dining table on our head and it completely <laughs> split up her head and like we just heard her like barely from our room like like help and so we come down there's like literally an ocean of blood like Ooh. all over the floor we took her to the hospital like she was fine like it was okay um but that's what that's why we got the alexis because we're just like if she's ever in despair, we need some way for her to like contact us. We thought about first getting life alert, but then we were just like looking into it. And there was like this weird subscription thing that like you paid like $50 yeah. a month and just like, uh, so we got the Alexis anyways. So we come home to that. We had to like lift her obviously, which was a whole nother idea because she had really, really bruised her knee and then what we thought, maybe she had fractured or sprained her wrist. So we were like trying to pull her, Aaron was pulling her up by one arm and then I was behind her pushing and she's like, she's a big woman. Like, you know, like, she, like she's not a small woman. So it was a mission and a half, but we did it, got her to the hospital. She broke her wrist, mm-hmm. but all is good. Nothing major. Like luckily, like the cut she had on her head wasn't that bad. Like it was minor um she has her cast and like it wasn't like a compound fracture so it didn't go through the through the skin or anything so she's okay I made her brownies and she was like happy that night but it was a very stressful Sunday yeah yeah so that was like I had a good weekend starting off like watching House of Movie Castle it ended disastrously with that whole thing on Sunday and then today I just started school up again which is fine I'm like happy to do it but I mean who wants to be doing school so mm-hmm but anyway well that sounds like an adventure i'm glad to hear that she's okay though she is okay thank you but anyway let's move on to the topic at hand which is dating older men and courtney is an expert in this topic (laughs) (laughs) 
so what a uh I can't think of like a better person to have this conversation with. So we're gonna do this in a little bit of a different style than we've done our our previous podcast where we're gonna do like this like interview type format. So hope you guys like it. So the first question that I wanted to intro this with court is so when we were bringing up the topic of having you on the podcast, you gave me like a few suggestions of like topics you wanted to talk about. And this was one of the ones that you're like, oh, I could talk about, you know, dating older men. And so like, I wanted to know like, why, like, why is that your go-to, you know, like why, why was that your first like thought? Um, it's kind of my stick, you know, like people joke that I'm the grave digger. Like I'm not like Anna Nicole Smith or something like that. Like, it's not like, quite digger. that dramatic. <laughs> Instead of cradle, cradle robber. I know it's like the total opposite. That was amazing. <laughs> um, just cause, I mean, that's kind of like when people think about like, oh, who's Courtney as a person? Well, it's her thing with older men. It always has been like always. So um, and it's kind of like unique, you know, mm-hmm. not a lot of people have that experience or seek that out. And it's not even like a, like a sugar daddy thing or anything like that. Like literally I just like, that's who I vibe with when I'm dating. Mm-hmm. Um, so can we so define was... here what age we're talking about? <clears throat> <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying, cause like, so, I think that there's yeah. like, you know, like Some I'm people like, be like, I'm dating an older man. He's 31. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I'm just like okay. there's a difference between you know 31 or like 80 so you know right no so right now I'm terms. 30 and my boyfriend is 55 okay so that's like then, what is that 25 years yeah he was born wow. in 65 and I was born in 90 so like basically my husband's whole age is like the age discrepancy between you and your boyfriend yeah that's wild um we're a whole Aaron apart you're a whole Aaron apart yeah that and that's like kind of like so when I was thinking about this it's really interesting like this topic to me because everyone I've ever dated ever has been younger than me I dated like one guy I did Colin and he was like three years older than me or whatever and I dated him for like a week but that doesn't count but every guy I've ever had a relationship has been younger than me so I'm just like how bizarre like I, I don't even know what it would be like to be with someone who's like has their life together already you know like has their own house their own job like this is as you know well and that's kind of like the draw for me is like someone who has their life together and it's not even like oh I want somebody to like pay my bills and take care of me I'm perfectly capable of taking care of myself I always have but I, I don't know it's always it's always been older dudes and I've tried dating guys my own age and I just ugh, there's so much work I'm not I'm out here like I'm not here looking for a project. Although I did date an older guy that was a project. My last ex-boyfriend would turn into a project and I finally was like, I had enough. He, he ended up actually cheating on me, which isn't an age thing. That's just a, a person thing. thing. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was really easy for me to walk away, like wash my hands with like no remorse or, you know, like I could have tried harder because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he was totally turning into a project and I was thinking about breaking, breaking up with him anyway. And then he just gave me, you know, the out and I could shim me on out. Yeah. Um, but he was, when we broke up, I was 28, I think. And he was 51. Yeah. Cause it was 2019. So mm-hmm. I was about to turn 29 and he had just turned 51. Interesting. So, so what, what is the biggest age difference you've ever had between you and someone you've dated I dated a guy when I was like single like between like my ex and my current boyfriend um I dated a guy I was 29 and he was I was he 61 I think he was 61 dang that's that's a significant he was fun like Like, we had like he was just fun like we just have fun together you know we go out to the bar and like go to happy hour and like have a good time you know but um I don't know it's just always like been my thing I've my first like boyfriend my first boyfriend the he was 20 say I was 24 I guess and then he was 25 was it really that long ago yeah it was 2015 um he was the pilot right he yeah AJ he was the pilot I remember that <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah I remember that actually that. like segues into 
one of my questions that I had for you was like, did you, has it always been older men or like, have you dated like younger and what do you like, what's the biggest difference for you? Like why, what makes you say like, Oh, forget younger guys. I mean, it's a maturity thing. Right. And I mean, obviously like when you're going in with an age gap, you have to be cognizant of like, is this person that's older dating me, the younger person, because they can't find someone their own age level to put up with their crap. And in a lot of cases, that is that. And I think I'm pretty good at like screening that out because it's never really been a huge issue for me. Mm-hmm. But I I felt like AJ, as someone my own age, had put me through like a lot of crap too because of his own issues, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I mean, it, it's just, there's like a maturity there. I don't know how to explain it other than that. It, it's like, it's not I'm finding out who I am. It's I know who I am and I'm confident in that. And there's this kind of, you know, comfort with that that I find really appealing. I think that's I think that's the big draw for me. So I would definitely agree in the sense of like some the only the oldest guy I've dated has only been four years older than me. So that's not like, you know, too big of a gap. But I definitely agree on the I don't I'm not interested in dating more than a year younger than me like just period because my whole thing and yeah Dre just whatever (laughs) because my whole thing is like I already have been told that I'm on the mature side like I've always been told I've been been on the mature side for my age anyway so like my whole thing is just kind of like I don't need a child yeah I don't and like at, at this point in my life you know you know mid to late 20s I don't really have the patience to sit through someone who's going through undergrad, like, because like they're, you know, like 22 or whatever. And I'm just kind of like, that's fine if you are, but it's just not for me. Like I'm ready to move on with my life and do more with my life. So I need someone who's at least at that level. And I'm not, at this point, I don't feel like I'm going to find that with, you know, a guy who's a couple years younger than me. Like I want someone who's more in, you know, my speed. I feel like I need to make, Go ahead, Courtney. You first. Oh, I was just going to say, I feel like when you're in your early 20s, especially, I feel like a year is a much larger gap than when you're in your 30s or your 40s, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like, you know, year over year, if you're like us and you went to college and like 18 to 22 is like a huge uh, time of growth for you. And then, you know, you get out of college and you're like, do I keep going to school? Do I find a job? How do I find a job? Oh my God, I don't know what to do. And I just think year over year, you're learning so much, you're experiencing so much that it makes that age, that one year gap or even four year gap seem so much bigger than, you know, when you're a little older. So, I mean, I I like, I totally understand that. And I would also like to say my own bad habit as well is that like, cause I feel like I could kind of big sister people a lot. So if someone is more than a year younger than me, I'm kind of just viewing them as a kid anyway. Yeah. So I'm like automatically just writing them off a little bit, which is my bad because I'm sure that there are younger guys who are more put together and more serious and that's fine. But if I see you out on the street, I'm going to probably be like, okay, kid. <laughs> Even well, if okay. they're like 24. Yeah, <laughs> I need to. Yeah. I need to like make some comments here because <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> to represent the flip side of this viewpoint I defend your position. I have to defend my position so my husband is two years younger than me well like technically like one and like seven months or something like that younger than me mm-hmm. um and so when we started dating like I couldn't go to a bar with him because like he was under 21 and like I was like oh 23 God. or whatever yeah it's like a weird thought and like even at the time I remember it being weird because I would think like oh like let's go to Lord's or like let's do this right. or like yeah. whatever and not that he drinks anyway but like you know like he was just like well I go in yeah well at Lord's he probably could because it's like a family bar but like if I wanted to go somewhere else it's like he couldn't go in you know and it's just like mm-hmm. so weird because you're it was like I I tend to forget that Aaron's younger than me because Alex can, and then Courtney, you too, probably Alex more so because she spends more time with him, but she can attest that my husband is like really that anomaly of like being really mature for his age. Like he seems like an old man. Um, (laughs) And so it was like really easy for me to forget that he was younger than me until things like that happened. And I was like, oh my God, I'm dating a little baby. And it is kind of bizarre because then later in our lives, like we bought a house together, you know, like before we got married even. And 
I was supporting him while he was finishing his undergrad. Like I was working full time and like he was just going to school full time. And it's like, it's such a weird thought to think that like, that was the lifestyle I was living, you know? Cause like, it's weird. Like, I agree with you guys. It's weird to date someone like where you're kind of babying them, where you're kind of like mothering them. Cause in a sense, like I was, like I was literally his only like income, like his support, like everything I made, like was our monies. And I don't know, like, I guess it's just, it doesn't bother me as much. Like it is weird to think about, but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know. I guess it just never like deterred me from dating him. So I feel like well, my argument here is that like there there are and you guys did say this like there are guys who are younger and do have like that more mature mindset um and I'm really lucky to have found one but to your point and to like negate my point <laughs> I've just dated everyone younger than me and not all of them have been at that maturity level so like it's just like it's not good I'll be with you guys like it's not good I wish I dated older guys it just never happened <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, and you made a po- good point about the mindset, right? And like, mm-hmm. yeah, you were supporting him, but he was probably supporting you in other ways because he has yeah. that maturity. Whereas a lot of boys his age, men his age, wouldn't have that that maturity and be supportive. And like, not only is the financial burden on you, but that emotional labor cost as well. Totally, one hundred percent. And I feel like at that point in which you guys had started dating, like you were fairly like fresh out of college even, because I feel like that's even a little bit different as far as where you were in your life. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, if you think about it now, you know, just throw out the idea right now that you're married. Like that's something that you would want right now. God, it's like a weird question to ask me because I would say no, But then knowing myself, like if I had a connection with someone and they were still in like undergrad right now, like I think I would date them. With, with the age gap too, like with the the age gap, not not like, you know, someone who's like going back to school after some time. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I, like if I was single now and I had a really good connection with someone who was like 20, I think I would date them. Hmm. 20 is way too young for me. I mean, I've already said that. I've already said that. I mean, it seems like both of you like, ugh, 20. Yeah, like, both you and Courtney seem to be on the same, like, accord. Um, but then, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Obviously, like, who's to say that I actually would because, you know, this is all hypotheticals. But, like, just right. sitting here and, like, thinking about it, like, thinking about how I was willing to date Aaron then, you know, and as you were saying, when you're younger, like, a couple years is, like, pretty significant. Like my willingness to date him, I'm just like, I have to assume that if I was in that situation now, I'd be open to it. Well, and one thing I think also to consider, because I mean, I don't know about Courtney, but I know that I've had these conversations with you, Andrea, a lot that Mm -hmm. it also kind of is dependent, I think, on what your goals are for like a particular time that you're in. That's true. For me, like, I want to settle down. I want to start a family. (laughs) Exactly. Whereas you don't. (laughs) So I think that waiting you know, waiting for someone in that way because you are not, you're not interested in doing that right now. Yeah, it's true. probably not as big of a deal as right. it is for me where I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to like do the whole thing. You're right. And that's probably also indicative to like Courtney's whole viewpoint and like dating like men who are, like you're saying your, your boyfriend right now, like already has kids, you know, he's like lived that life. Cause I know that you don't necessarily want to have like children. And so that's probably like the same mindset you're at. It's just like, okay, I want someone who's like over that in their life. Would you say you agree with that? Oh yeah, 100%. Part of the draw of my boyfriend is that he's raised his kids into like competent adulthood. Like he has two kids that are adults that are good people, Mm -hmm. responsible people, jobs, everything, like have their lives together too. Like why would he want, you know, another kid? And um we we talked about it like what if I got pregnant and I told him like we're not we're not keeping (laughs) my kids. I mean, is that crass? I mean, maybe, yeah, but like you know, like we had that discussion and thankfully, thankfully he had a vasectomy. So the odds of that happening are like the next Messiah levels of infinitesimal. So right. thank God for 20 years ago, Olivier, for getting neutered. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, like also to your point, like I'm also in that boat of like, will I ever actually get pregnant because I have PCOS? So it's like that same boat that you're it's in. Possible. It's just like, I know it's possible, I mean, it's, but it's like yeah. less likely. And I have PCOS too. 
And I mean, they always say like it affects your fertility, but I know, I mean, if you ever watched, like, I didn't know I was pregnant. It's always women. We just (laughs) talked about, we literally just talked about that in our last podcast. I was like telling Alex how Paulette was like a toilet baby and whatnot. And then she like, she texted me like (laughs) the week that it came out. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe you mentioned that in the podcast. And I was like, yeah, you've mentioned it again. (laughs) I was like, whoops, I meant to ask you if it was okay. I forgot. (laughs) It's funny because I was listening back to that episode and I was like, oh, it must've been okay with her. I know. I totally (laughs) forgot. And then I released the episode and then she texted me that. I was like, oh crap. I totally forgot about this. Amazing. But she's cool. Paulette, love you. But. Um, yeah so like yeah (laughs) to your point like that it it is possible but at the same time I feel like there's like that level of like comfort that I have where I'm just like well maybe I just won't ever get pregnant and then I just won't have to worry about thinking about a family yeah I mean like shut up you want kids (laughs) well I'm not gonna argue there it's nice like for me like I know I will and I'm definitely having surgery next year to like um get sterilized and I mean, part of it is because like, I for sure don't want kids and part of it is like health issues. So right. mm-hmm. like the finality of it is like, am I okay with it? And after having the conversation with a couple like surgeons about it, I was like, yes, I'm very okay with it. I'm actually also getting gastric bypass surgery and that freaks me out way more than the sterilization Mm -hmm. I'm like they're rearranging my insides and my boyfriend was like well they'll be doing that to like your fallopian tubes too like you're having them removed and I was like yeah that freaks me out way less (laughs) (laughs) you're so like disconnected I'm like rearranging my intestines and attaching them in the wrong spot like that freaks me out way more is that what so what exactly is a gastric bypass we're getting off topic but this is interesting (laughs) so basically there's a couple different types of weight loss surgery and gastric bypass is one of them and so they take like here's your stomach right and you have Uh like your esophagus up here and then it comes out like i think it's your duodenum down here and they take the duodenum which is the top part of your intestines and like reattach it up at the top and then yeah so it's like bypassing most of your stomach so you have like a very small portion of stomach compared to what you were supposed to have well there's the bypass part yeah and so you're just literally not able to um consume as much to eat a lot and I mean I've tried I mean I've lost weight in the past and it's really hard to like keep it off you know and I mean my boyfriend like obviously he's attracted to like bigger girls because we're together but um, like he's been like, hey, like, have you thought about doing the surgery? And we're like, we've talked about it a couple times over the past like six months. And then mm-hmm. I saw two different endocrinologists because I found out I can't take birth control anymore for the PCOS. So I'm like, how do I control this? And basically they were like, lose weight, but you're not going to be able to lose weight. And I'm like, so what do I do? And um, my endocrinologist at Mayo Clinic was like, you're just going to have to do gastric bypass if that's something you want to do. And I said, let's do it before I change my mind. And <laughs> I don't want to think about it too much. I just need, like, I need to do it. I you know, so um, that's why it's really like I am not because of the PCOS and like my insulin resistance that I apparently have. I didn't know I had it. Um, like that's why I'm doing it. So right, it'll be good. It's gonna suck for a little bit, obviously, but yeah. I mean, in the long run, it's totally worth it. Yeah, it'll be overall like a healthier life for you. I think. Yeah. And I mean, like, I'm fine now. Like, I don't let my weight, um, like, get in my way and stuff. But obviously, like, it does a little bit just because, like, when you're a fat, society doesn't love you. <laughs> my God, Cora. I wasn't even. I mean, that's the truth. I wasn't even going in that direction. I was just, like, more going and, like, I know you've had, like, issues with your PCOS and, like, all that stuff. And I yeah. know that weight gain is, like, a big side effect from that because oh, I live that life. And so I was going to, yeah. I was like going more in like the mental of like, oh, I don't have to worry about this anymore, but gee. But yeah. Well, and that's the thing too, is I won't have to worry about it. I won't have to worry about like, is my hair going to fall out? I have to take all these medications every day now because I can't take birth control. So I'm on like metformin and spironolactone and some other stuff to like keep the PCOS at bay. And I'm hoping with the surgery as my symptoms lessen, as I lose the weight, then I can wean myself off of those things and not have to worry about the male pattern baldness at 30 as a woman or like the chin hairs. Oh God, that is, I'm always going to have to worry about that. Kill me. But I will say I started drinking spearmint tea twice a day and taking spironolactone and the chin hairs have been conquered. Is spearmint tea uh, caffeinated? No. Ooh. 
Well, I can send you a link. I bought, I bought a pound of it, which when it's dried tea is a lot of freaking tea. On I Amazon know. I had a tea bucks. shop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I can send you the link of the one I bought. Yes. Send it to I'm me because you. your girl needs it. Okay. Let's yeah. get back to the topic. Sorry. We like really took a tangent. Okay. Yeah. So if you just a few more like little fun questions that we can ask you. Um, so if you don't mind, share with us some of your favorite experiences that you feel would have never occurred had you dated someone like around or at your age um so I didn't leave the country until I was 27 because it was November of 2017 so I was 27 and I got to go to the Middle East for two weeks because my ex-boyfriend he was military he was deployed to the Middle East Hmm. not in like a combat I mean not like to war right he was in Bahrain which is like very comparatively like cushy you know, deployment for somebody mm-hmm. in the Navy. And um, he flew me out, he paid, he flew me out there for two weeks and we got to, I got to explore Bahrain and we went to Dubai hmm. um, for two weeks. And I feel like, I mean, obviously that kind of gets into like, he's paying my way, but like he wanted me to come see him. And, you know, I was like, not, I was working at the FBI not making a lot of money at the time. And you know, that was a really cool experience. I was getting to see it. Plus he used to like live in Bahrain because he did work there um, mm-hmm. for a while with the, the government and stuff. So he, uh, you know, that was a really cool experience was like getting to see another culture. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and like someone that was like willing to share that with me. Right. That was really cool. Um, I mean, just in like the day to day, I don't know. They just have a different sense of humor. I mean, especially my boyfriend now, like he's very, he has very much my dry sense of humor. You know how like, I'll just like interject and say something super dry, but super shocking. Yes. Same. He is the <laughs> older male French version of me. And it's hmm. so great. I'm That's so here for it. So interesting. I would love to uh, yeah. meet him. I would say in your defense, because you know, you mentioned older, the whole like pain for you to, you know, go out of the country and whatever. I will say on a smaller scale that when I was in college, and I think Drea probably remembers this, I paid for my boyfriend who was living in Oregon at the time to come visit me. Because, you know, it's not necessarily about, you know, making a commentary in either way. It's just like he wasn't able to afford it at the time. and I really wanted to see him and I had, you know, I was able to do so. So I flew him down. Right. So I'm just kind of like, I don't think that's something that should be reserved just for those situations and putting that context on there. Because like, it happens in other situations too like he was older than me actually mm-hmm. yeah so it was the reverse right no absolutely but I mean it's like the scale right like flying him to from Oregon yeah. to California to see you versus you know paying Across for the right. world because and, he's more established in his career makes yeah, a lot more money right. and, and on top of that was deployed and was getting hazard pay because he was in technically a combat right. zone and in Bahrain the per diem government rate is like the highest of anywhere in the world because Bahrain is expensive because it's an island so everything has to be you know shipped in like like to Hawaii Mm -hmm. right so everything's like you know and that's you know he made a lot of money doing that so it was nice like having someone that was like more established that like wanted to share that with me yeah Mm -hmm. totally you know so I mean that was really cool um but yeah I don't know it's just like there's like a dry sense of humor there that I don't really come across in people my age that's like a lot of fun I don't know maybe because they all grew up on Monty Python I don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's ridiculous okay and then um so is there anything you don't like about dating older men so one thing that I try not to think about is like if me and my current boyfriend stay together like he's gonna die before me like that sucks Mm. that Mm -hmm. is definitely something to think about yeah. yeah, especially because I really like this one and I want to keep him. This one. As long as I can. <laughs> as do long you, as I can because he's pure and precious. Like, do you ever like, like, what do you, because that brings up a good point. Me and Alex have actually mentioned this. We had in our last podcast, our like, uh, would you rather podcast? I think one of the questions you asked me was like, would you rather you or your partner die first? Right. And we were both like very exclusively like, I need to die first because I can't like be alone after the fact. What do you like? because obviously like you make a good point if he's so much older chances I mean it's possible that you would no yeah no it's a very real thing chances are the older person would probably go first 
what do you think you would do after the fact? Like, do you think you would date someone else or like, is that just kind of like, this is your soulmate and that's it? I don't know if I believe in soulmates, at least not like romantic soulmates. Mm -hmm. So I don't believe in like the one, right? Like, I I mean, this sounds like more callous than I really mean it, but I'll say that he's like my one for right now. Because uh-huh. the future, the future is not guaranteed to any of us. Right. So right. he's definitely like the person I need in my life for what I'm going through personally right now. Uh-huh. Like, I hope he stays like, that'd be super dope if he could stay as long as he could. But I mean, it, we'll stay together. We're together, you know, 25 years and then I'll be 50 and he'll be 75, you know, and he dies. You know, I don't know. Would I be alone the rest of my life? I really don't know. I mean, I've, I've thought, these are things I've thought about. I mean, don't think I haven't thought about it, but it's yeah. like, I really don't have the answer. I 100% right. don't have the answer. Yeah. Now, right, right. As a follow-up to that, because it's something that I'm curious about since we're talking about that subject. So like when you think about, you know, I want to date this guy or whatever, does the, because like you said, you mentioned that there was an in-between guy who was 61. Does that like factor in at all? Like how old they are in the upper end as far as, is like are they going to be around like longevity no. well no so like between my current boyfriend and my ex-boyfriend I was just kind of like casually dating and like I had like a whole harem of handsome older men <laughs> it's oh like god it's the truth <laughs> <laughs> uh, my period of ethical non-monogamy um I mean no I mean I don't really think about it you know I mean back back in you know when I was single just doing my thing and like casually dating people like I dated them you know but I was dating more than one guy right and they Mm -hmm. all knew and everything everyone was okay with it whatever for whatever reason I don't know apparently I'm a catch I don't know (laughs) but (laughs) uh I mean like with that guy who was 61 like it wasn't ever a factor in my mind because I never thought of it as anything more than transient really yeah it wasn't ever like I'm trying to be permanent or serious with this guy and um but when I met Olivier I was like oh god I'm in so much trouble (laughs) because I just knew like you know and I tried to date younger right so Mm -hmm. when I broke up with my ex I set my you know I made a tinder and I set my tinder profile to like 40 at the lower end but there was no upper limit and this is 100% true this is not a stupid Courtney joke like Taco Bell Cantina like <laughs> side note Olivia I told we went to Vegas I told Olivia about the Taco Bell Cantina in Vegas and he just what it was like whatever Courtney well we get there he sees the Taco Bell Cantina he was like Taco Bell Cantina that's real I thought that was another one of your stupid jokes <laughs> I like literally fell on the floor on the strip laughing I just it was just like hilarious so like you know people who know me you know I make stupid jokes up and weird hypotheticals but no like I literally set my lower limit on tinder to 40 and then no upper limit <laughs> see what happens oh my gosh well, I think, you know, because my interest is solely in, like, you know, my experience of dating and whatever, because Drea knows this about me, that I'm, like, a serial, like, serious monogamist, where I'm just kind of, like, oh, I only yeah. look for longe- longevity. Like, that's all I'm interested in, mm-hmm. which, you know, is yeah, just what my headspace is. So, like, I, it's interesting for me to try to understand, you know, something that just isn't a part of my view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and like for me, I just never like being married or like having a husband is totally 100% not a goal of mine. And like, I just, it's nice to go through life with like a companion, like don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, yeah. but I'm not like, I'm not on like a, I'm not on like an ovarian timeline, if you will. <laughs> like, right. the eggs, yeah. They're getting bad. They're, gonna go <laughs> they're, bad already, they're already bad. <laughs> Too late they're already that. bad. So, <laughs> so like, you know, it's just, I don't know and part of that is like me going through this journey of like self-love and like learning how to like love myself for the first time and like realizing that I'm worth permanency and how does that change my calculus for dating but um because like you know I even with my ex like I moved states to be with him but I never ever saw it as permanent Mm -hmm. and I was moving states to be live with him in the house that he like custom built for us and I was still looking at apartments in Arizona just in case (laughs) oh my god which was like a good thing because I ended up moving out in the middle right like a month later it's the whole thing um well I just 
hit the computer sorry everybody you're good I mean that's a whole thing but like um for the first time I'm with someone that I'm like oh my god like I could I could be with this person I could do this for years yeah that's awesome I'm so happy for you just like a good person and we have very similar interests and we're both like nerdy in the same ways like just before we hopped on and started recording we were in an argument over text about what point of the U.S. is closest to Africa (laughs) (laughs) that's so dumb it's so dumb yeah like true story oh my god I mean we just mesh really well I've never like dated someone that I like mesh so well with and like we both have like the same stupid sense of humor and like dad jokes we both tell really bad dad jokes I mean he has a reason he's literally a dad me I don't even have a dad oh my god (laughs) where do the dad jokes come from oh my gosh well okay so you had said something earlier court that actually put it like gave me a question that popped in my head for you it's not entirely on the well it is it is on the subject but it's a little bit deviated in a way um so we have a well me and Courtney and Alex actually have this kind of like ex friend kind of um who was really fixated on the fact that she didn't have a prom date Mm. and she it was something that was really interesting to me because like even now like you know she's 30 and she'd still be bringing it up and having like an existential crisis over it and when I think back technically like you and her were prom dates right like as friends I was gonna say is this the person that was my prom date yes we were we were no not prom it was it Sadie's I don't know I mean, you guys was, went as some uh, as each other's date. I think some, maybe yeah. like Sadie's and Winter Formal or something. I think they went to two together. Okay. Well, my question being that, like, obviously, like, so you didn't have an, a formal date. I mean, you had your friends and you went with your friends. And I think like that in a way is more enjoyable than going with a date. But anyways, mm-hmm. my question being like, did you feel kind of out of place because like obviously at the time like I feel like you probably still had this like connection with older men but when you're in high school like that's not really a thing and it's like evident you know you didn't have like someone to go to prom with you know like did you feel kind of out of place and like how did that how did that like work with like your uh like self-identity Ooh, I will say you are skirting the fine line of a very deep and dark Pandora's box. Oh, gosh. I'm not going to touch. I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> Only like yes. answer what you're comfortable with. Dating, in high, dating high schoolers is bad when you're not a high schooler. Being, uh, I'm not going to unpack that. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I always, I always felt different about guys. I never was attracted to any of the boys I went to school with. You know, I won't say I felt like, I, I mean, I, I did feel a little left out. Like I can't find a date. And I mean, full disclosure, like I didn't have like my first boyfriend until 24. I just right. never, like, I didn't even date people like in college. Like I, I mean, part of it was like, I worked a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally went to two colleges. I was leaving, like 24 units a semester and working 80 hours a week and somehow making the deeds list. I'm so lazy now. I don't know how I did that or put up with it. I really don't. But um, I mean, yeah, you feel like left out, like no boys want to go to prom with you or whatever. And like the only person that wants to go to prom with you, it's illegal. Okay. So like, let's not unpack that. I'm just going to drop that. And then we're going to walk away. I feel like, okay. I'm not, I'm I don't want to, I don't want to unpack this. On a I'm not going to, I'm not going to unpack it. I'm not going to unpack it. But like going to that point, like, so you had said earlier that like, you know, you had a harem of men recently yeah. before your current boyfriend and like yeah. obviously you were stopped the other day at the restaurant with someone being like hey by the way like you're beautiful you know like obviously you're like a piece but <laughs> was that weird like was like how did that affect like your self-esteem in high school it made, okay this sounds really like oh in high school yeah because like or- in high school obviously like those those boys I mean like they're not the like population that you have interest in that have interest in no. you necessarily and so like obviously that has to have some sort of effect on like your self-esteem at that point but like how does it that didn't make me start feeling bad until like college and okay. once I was like out of undergrad and in grad school I was like okay there's something fundamentally broken with me that I'm just like not interested in them and they're not they're not interested in me 
Mm-hmm. you know so I mean it definitely like made me feel out of place right and like I'll never find like a partner or whatever and I I mean I dumped AJ pretty quick my first boyfriend I mean it literally lasted like a couple months because I just couldn't tolerate him but I think on the flip side I put up with things with my my other ex-boyfriend that I shouldn't have mm-hmm. um because I was like, I'm never going to find anybody better. So this is fine until like, maybe if someone comes along later. Um, so, I mean, in that way, yeah, it did affect my self-esteem because I was like, well, I like, I'm an adult now. I should have a partner or whatever. And embarrassing. I'm embarrassed to admit that I like tolerated things that I shouldn't have from him. And I mean, like full disclosure, like he had like, he was a military well, he was current. He was in the military at the time, and like mm-hmm. <clears throat> as a careerist, career reservist, and he also worked at the FBI, and like he had a lot of like PTSD and stuff, and that made me like the caregiver, and that was like a huge burnout factor for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still put up with things from him that I like really shouldn't have, among other things, other than that. And I think that it made me feel like this is as good as I can get because no one else is like really been interested you know Mm -hmm. um but I mean ever since I dumped him I don't know if it's like I just you know fake it till you make it you act more confident until people think you're confident like I had I had guys in the harem I had to be like no you can't catch feelings for me that's not what this is about like don't don't come at me like that because I'll ghost you Mm -hmm. I'll block your number and I mean I literally had to like tell guys like no I'm like not interested in more than like very very casual like I'm Mm -hmm. just not and I think that was good for me in a way like I mean this sounds bad right because it's like we're told we're not supposed to get our self-esteem from like men or like other Mm -hmm. people or people we date Mm -hmm. um that's men if you're a straight woman like me but uh it made me feel like a little bit more normal I guess even though it was like probably still abnormal because like who has a harem of older men only Courtney (laughs) (laughs) but like it it I will say like my my confidence did get a little better because I felt okay I am I am desirable you know I am capable of like having some sort of a relationship with a man Mm -hmm. even if it's like casual you know right and then I was I like could cut some guys loose from the harem for whatever reason and then I was trying to add to the harem and that's when I met my boyfriend and um like we started texting right and he was like so he had his tinder name as something more americanized versus his french name and he gave me his phone number and he texted me by the way my name isn't oliver it's olivier like people and you're like (laughs) (laughs) no no he was like i'm french he's like i'm french and people always like miss the i or like don't Uh, know what the what the name is mm -hmm. i said oh like oh you're french like i'm like oh yeah your grandpa's probably from france right well i go to meet him and my first thought was oh you're French French. <laughs> like, I'm not one of those people that's like into accents or anything like that. But like, I've definitely, my ex-boyfriend was also like immigrated here, you know? And I mean, I have a, a long-standing thing for immigrants, apparently, even though I'm not super well-traveled and like my tribe has been here a long time, all both sides of my family, but uh, I don't know what that is. We'll unpack that in therapy this week. Um, I mean, I went into this like confident. I mean, I'm still confident, right? But now it's like a different type of confidence because it's like, not only can I like attract men, but I can like keep them. And I found I found a really good one. And I'm like, and I often feel like, I mean, even this weekend, we were just sitting on the couch watching TV and I like snuck a sideways glance at him. And I was like, God, I'm just so lucky not even like physically or whatever just like who he is as a person like he's such a good person and I don't even know that he like sees it and I was like I'm so lucky and then I had this thought of like well he's lucky too because I know I'm a catch you know we like support each other and we do a lot for each other and like that I think has been an even bigger confidence boost is like somebody who's like a good person and like loves me for me you know right this is so sweet Courtney like I know it's a side of me no one ever sees 
And now the world will see. And now the whole world will know everyone that this is this godforsaken podcast. And it's oh my deepest, God. darkest, dirtiest secret. And it's that I'm a little mushy. Emotional. <laughs> I have an emotional side. But I mean, that's the thing, right? Is I always keep things light and like joking. And I think that like with men, I was always that way until him. Even with my ex-boyfriend that I like moved states for. Yeah. Um, I still, I never like allowed myself to like open up I mean obviously there's like underlying issues there right that is not the topic of this podcast but <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> stick to the topic. yeah we could we could have an underlying issues podcast I, I know literally that would be actually a really good like podcast that'd be a really topic. good podcast yeah let's put, it, let's put it in the books my whole thing that you know like as just observing hearing all this stuff is like you know obviously no matter like what side are you on because obviously Drea is on the younger edge of the spectrum as far as like what her interests are and like guys I'm in the middle and you know you're on the other end it's just like I think if what we can all agree upon as long as it's something that makes you happy and that is healthy like a healthy relationship like what you were describing because like what you were describing is the exact same thing that I want you know just whatever what what I want looks like might be different what from what you look like for what your stuff looks like you know right as long as that all makes us healthy happy and healthy then it's fine yeah totally yeah and I think a lot of people no matter what age they're at and what age their partner's at will get stuck in this trap of like it's not healthy but it's better than being alone which I think Mm -hmm. is like super wrong and like for me for me it was easier to let things slide with my ex-boyfriend because like we were on distance and I wasn't so emotionally invested. So I was like, whatever, like this isn't forever. Mm-hmm. But with Olivier, like I'm invested like emotionally in a Would way you- that I've never like let myself be before. I know that like you said earlier that you obviously have no interest in like, you know, marriage, family, this, 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 but let's say like hypothetically Olivier were to be like, Courtney, I love you. Let's get married. Like, oh my god I think I would spontaneously combust (laughs) (laughs) and not from happiness it would just be like sheer panic (laughs) oh my gosh is there any like is there ever a situation where you think that you would want to get married I don't know I mean yes actually we had talked about this and we both said we don't want to get married because he's been married and divorced and I think that he's like which is fine that's his problem but I said the only the only thing about it to me that is attractive is you can have two health insurances because if we got married you'd be on mine and i'd be on yours and that's the sexiest thing i've ever heard oh my god (laughs) (laughs) like literally i'm not even joking that's like the only draw for me or like i mean and we talked about like if we move in together and we're together for a while and say one of us gets sick and then there's like a life insurance issue like who you know right so I mean that's really from I mean that sounds really like cut and dry right and I mean we're not like dry like we're pretty like emotional and like mushy with each other but like as far as marriage goes I mean I literally only see it as like a financial contract because that's exactly what it is that's Mm -hmm. all it is like I don't need I don't know I don't need a financial contract to prove to you that I love you and like make it more difficult to disentangle myself if, if we divorce or decide right. we're not in love anymore. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I feel you. No, it's just like, it, that, that's why I ask. Cause like, obviously like everyone has their own viewpoint on marriage. I think about that in itself is a whole podcast topic. Um, yeah. So it's just like interesting for me to hear like, you know, th- cause obviously I'm married and like Alex wants to get married. So it's like interesting to see, the perspective of someone who's like no 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 yeah mm-hmm. and I mean maybe after if we're together three or four years like I mean we've only been together we just had like our year I don't even know when our anniversary is but it was I think we met at the end of last January uh-huh. this was the week after I started my new job here that I'm at right now and I started that January 21st and I want to say I met him on a Tuesday because he asked me to come over on a Monday and I was like like while I was at work and I was wearing like just like regular work clothes I wasn't cute so I was like I'll come over tomorrow I'll dress cute for you <laughs> pretty sure it was a Tuesday I think it was the 28th of January so um I mean if we're together like you know in three years and like he changed like what if I change my mind and I'm like no I want to marry you because of you or he wants to marry me like I don't know we'll have to assess yeah but as I, I mean people's wants and desires and goals change and that's fine and that's like with any relationship and like if we change our minds or whatever 
Um, but I think, I mean, I feel like we've been together only a year. Like, how could people, I'm like sitting, looking, observing the world. I'm like, how do people just in any relationship decide after only a year that this is the person that they want to entangle themselves with? Like, that's <laughs> wild to me. Like, no. I feel you. No. I mean, that's and I know things, And I know things about him that he's never told anybody else because yeah. I guess like emotional intimacy or whatever, but <laughs> like, I'm not saying like those things make me not want to spend my, the rest of my life with him, but like, I just feel like it's still too soon for me to even make that assessment. It like blows my mind when people are like, we've been together for a year. I'm going to propose to her. And I'm like, <laughs> what do you even know her? Have you even lived together? You know? Yeah. Because of I mean, COVID, we haven't even had the opportunity to travel a lot together, you know? Right. Yeah. When we travel, it's usually because he works on the weekends and they're paying for his hotel and he's taking me with him crazy Mm -hmm. all right well to wrap up this podcast i have one last and final question for you and this is like an off-topic question but in our podcast our new year's resolution podcast we had our good friend john on the podcast who is good friends with courtney as well and when we were talking off mic i had told him i don't know how the topic came up but i was telling him how if i was ever on the show who wants to be a millionaire and I got to bring like that one smartest person, you know, cause you know, that's the form the, that's the format now where you get to bring like the smartest person, you know, and they're like your uh, lifeline. And I told him that like, I would have to debate between bringing him or you. And he was like, heck no, you would bring me not Courtney. So here's your last chance to make your stance on why you should be oh my, my person. God. John knows a lot about a lot, but I know a lot about a lot more. Like he's very good <laughs> at like history, right? But I speak more languages than him. I've does he have a master's degree? He's getting he's getting his master's he's getting degree. It, and I have yeah. a master's degree. <laughs> so, and I mean, I've like worked more jobs and stuff, you know, and like more industries. I mean, I just think I've been like John's really smart. And I honestly I think if I was on that show, I'd probably bring John. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um I think that I I just had more exposure to more a wider breadth of like life experiences and like industries and education than John who's like you know starting something new but like still kind of in the same like education arena yeah I would say Um, that although I just met you today that I would bring you on over time (laughs) just based off of your based off of your employment history alone and it's like sorry John sorry about it Courtney's Courtney's coming up Courtney's in you heard it here first John you're out as my lifeline Courtney's in so sorry John anyways thank you so much Courtney for being on the podcast today it's been a pleasure I love seeing you and I miss you and hopefully COVID ends soon so we can see each other again in person but that is all we have uh this week guys thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week peace thanks guys